0: But if you close you Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to this week again, and I'm your host, Suzanne Posel. We're going to start off this show with the power of Taylor Swift. Move on to Florida's leprosy problem, and follow all of that up with the latest details on our ongoing docu Schittler's Failed Coup." Let's begin, shall we? For as long as I can remember, politicians who've made most of their money standing for the oil companies have been fostering a disingenuous argument over whether or not humans have an effect over the changes of our Earth's climate. Well, I am here to tell you that after this week, there is no doubt human activity is having a real effect on the planet itself specifically Seattle, Washington, where Taylor Swift fans can make the earth move under their feet. Well, it seems Taylor Swift fans are taking her hit, Shake It Off, seriously. Swifties have gone seismic. Experts say fans attending Taylor Swift's era's
1: tour in Seattle this month caused seismic activity equivalent to a 2.3 magnitude earthquake. The seismic phenomenon took place over the weekend when Swift performed back-to-back sold-out shows at Seattle's Lumen Field, attracting an astounding
0: 144,000 attendees. Some are calling it a Swift quake. But I say that's what happens when 72,000 people are jumping up and down in one place for nearly two days straight. Which is why the city of Los Angeles was nervous about Taylor's Eras Tour coming to their city for six shows. Considering everyone's been waiting for the big quake to happen in California for decades... And it looks like a high concentration of Swifties could make that nightmare a reality. So let's all keep our fingers crossed. Taylor Swift isn't the reason California falls into the Pacific Ocean. And while we're all hoping for the best, the flaccid state of Florida is becoming more than just a dick joke. Portions of the state are now a bona fide health crisis. The Centers for Disease Control and
2: Prevention are issuing a warning for people in the Sunshine State. CDC is reporting an uptick in cases of leprosy in the state. Leprosy, known as Hansen's disease, is an age-old bacterial disease that affects the skin and nerves. Central Florida seems
1: to be getting hit the worst with 15 cases so far this year. Transmission, typically from animals, soil, or people through coughing and sneezing. In the U.S.,
2: leprosy is historically uncommon, but cases have more than doubled in the South in the
0: last decade. And I guess with all that woke not happening in Florida anymore, a medieval disease running rampant in the parts of the state that are poorly educated kind of makes sense, don't you think? Still, it is bad news for a state that relies on tourism to make its GDP expectations annually, but inexplicably re-elected Governor Ron, I don't give a fuck to So he could continue his efforts to run the Sunshine State right into the ground, which already happens to be below sea level. Not to mention that the CDC previously issued a malaria warning this past June for all potential Florida tourists who couldn't care less about a woman's right to basic health care or the Libidico's right to exist and maybe a child's right to read a book. So while there are quickly becoming many, many good reasons not to vacation in Florida for the foreseeable future, the state's taxpayers probably can't afford to continue to fund their governor's delusions of becoming a U.S. president. But then again, that sounds to me like a Republican problem. And come to think of it, Republicans, especially the maggot variety, are having problems of an insurrectionist proportion now that their dear leader has been indicted for a third time
1: another criminal indictment for donald trump a grand jury today handing up four felony counts against the former president alleging that he conspired to overturn the 2020 election and disrupt the peaceful transition of power through a series of events that culminated on January 6th.
3: We know that he's
2: spoken to the former vice president, Mike Pence, for example, Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows.
1: So The special counsel is basically alleging that Donald Trump led an effort to overturn the election and that he was directly involved in it. He was making phone calls. He was helping to organize it. He was leading it.
0: Can't say I'm surprised by any of this, but I can say it's been a long time coming. And to be honest, what took you so long, Merrick Garland? We're talking about a violent and shit-stained attempt to overthrow our government. And Merrick's over at the DOJ like, it's not weird to wait two and a half years to arrest the fraud father for orchestrating the very televised live-as-it-was-happening coup on January 6th. Surprisingly enough, it only took Dumpster Fire's attorneys a couple of hours after the arrest and arraignment of his client to blow Gerth Vader's entire defense before the trial date has even been set.
2: Professor Eastman laid out a series of options that were discussed with Vice President Pence. Vice, Vice President Pence disagreed on certain issues but ultimately what President Trump said is let's go with option D let's just halt let's just pause the voting and allow the state legislatures to take one last look and make a determination as to the as to whether or not the elections yeah. were handled fairly
0: <laughs> oh man. You just heard John Lauro, the danger yams, very poor excuse for a defense attorney, referencing a conversation noted in the indictment, page 34, if you want to skip to the juicy part. Now, according to Jack Smith and based on eyewitness testimony, that conversation went something like this.
3: On page 34 of the indictment, it says on January 4th, the defendant, Donald Trump, held a meeting with co-conspirator John Eastman, the vice president, the vice president's chief of staff and the vice president's counsel for the purpose of convincing the vice president that the vice president should reject or send to the states Biden's legitimate electoral votes rather than count them. DURING THE MEETING, AS REFLECTED IN THE VICE PRESIDENT'S CONTEMPORANEOUS NOTES, THE DEFENDANT DONALD TRUMP MADE KNOWINGLY FALSE CLAIMS OF ELECTION FRAUD, INCLUDING, BOTTOM LINE, WON EVERY STATE BY HUNDREDS OF THOUSANDS OF VOTES AND WE WON EVERY STATE. THE DEFENDANT DONALD TRUMP AND co conspirator JOHN EASTMAN THEN ASKED THE VICE PRESIDENT TO EITHER UNILATERALLY REJECT THE LEGITIMATE ELECTORS FROM THE SEVEN TARGETED STATES OR Send the question of which state was legitimate, which slate was legitimate to the targeted state's legislatures.
0: Oh, man. You know, it's almost like these people don't think this is really happening. I mean, why else would John, the worst lawyer in New York, Loro, say what he did on national television unless he skipped the class The day that his law professors went over what not to say about your client on cable television because that could be used against them in a court of law. Admitting to at least one of the charges against your client being accurate just hours after the arrest and arraignment and providing more context that was stated in the indictment itself is definitely a no-no in the criminal defense handbook. But then again... No one ever accused this ambulance chaser of reading an indictment all the way through. And while we're not going to do that here either, we are going to focus on the Big Lybowski's involvement on January 6th. There are four charges in this indictment. Conspiracy to fraud the government and obstruct an official proceeding. Then there is the charge of actually obstructing an official proceeding and his offense against our rights to vote. By now, you've probably seen the plethora of coverage of Dingus Khan's pasty howler monkeys storming the Capitol armed with their American flags and Handfuls of their own fecal matter in an effort to overturn the 2020 election. So I'm not going to rehash how stupid white people look scaling walls of the Capitol like a deleted cutscene from a Donkey Kong game. What I'm going to do is address the alleged January 6th pipe bomber and loudest howler monkey elected to the House of Representatives Georgia's own moron Trader Ghoul, who went on some right-wing media outlet to cry about her dear leader's latest indictment. I'm focused on uh, we have to defund
3: Jack Smith's special counsel. Matt Gates is aligned with me on that as well. We both talked about it and are working on it. Looking forward, going from this date, um, it, it is worrisome about what's going to happen in our future, but I always have hope. And, and that's one thing I, I just want to mention. It's important that we put a full faith and hope in
2: God and not anything that we see in the headlines and not anything that we see
3: happening um in the news our our real hope needs to be in in god and and jesus christ is my savior and i I know he's yours as well president trump did nothing wrong going into january 6 and neither did anyone else as a matter of fact we should
0: always question election integrity that's the right thing to do because our elections must be safe Just a minute, did Neanderthal Barbie tell the maggot followers to ignore what they see and hear because their sky daddy is going to make it all better in the end? (laughs) And what's up with this howler monkey quoting George Orwell's 1984 from the side of Big Brother? That's more than a bit out of pocket, but then again, what do I know? I'm not catering to a voter base of 74 million, and yet their collective IQ is in just double digits. And of course, that Paleolithic embarrassment from a former state of the Confederacy is demanding Jack Smith's expense account go broke after going after insurrectionists. And definitely before Jack watches that video recording of someone resembling the cavewoman from Georgia leaving a pipe bomb outside the Republican and Democrat Party headquarters in D.C. on January 6th. Sounds to me, Mad Margarine can't believe she may be going down with Kefefel for trying to coo all over our government. And if you ask me, it couldn't be happening to a more deserving fossil. But we're not done yet because OnlyFans Velma from Colorado has put her stupid on display in front of Newsmax viewers while trying to look on the bright side of Scooby-Coo's latest indictment. This is election interference uh, at, at its finest. The DOJ
2: is no longer the Department of Justice. It's the Department of Injustice. And uh, with this arraignment, Joe Biden, uh, his DOJ, has officially become his new campaign headquarters. And Jack. Smith is his new campaign manager. Uh, But despite all of this, they're trying to keep him off the ballot because they know that he is the front runner. Um, And I'm actually really excited over this arraignment because it only ensures that President Trump will be the 47th president of the
0: United States because the American people are sick of this. They're sick of the Democrats dirty trick. Wow. There you had teen mom Barbie just twisting herself into a pretzel over Dingus Khan being held accountable because we all know she's part of the maggot chorus of conspirators. Jack Smith has all the deeds on thanks to Mark Meadows singing like a canary. Juicy bits of information like it was the Twatsy from Colorado who tweeted, Today is 1776 on January 6th probably because this 30-something grandma met with Meadows in November of 2020 to discuss using Voldemort and sidekick Mike Pence to stop the certification of the 2020 election. And speaking of Republican Jesus freaks from Indiana and the former Butternut Bursconi bootlicker, now that his ex-boss has been charged for insurrection event planning, Pasty Mike Pence wants everyone to know he was against the coup the whole time.
2: Let's be clear on this point. It wasn't just that they asked for a pause. The president specifically asked me and his gaggle of of crackpot lawyers asked me to literally reject votes, which would have resulted in the issue being turned over to the House of Representatives, and literally chaos would have ensued. People can read the indictment, and frankly, I've said before, I I had hoped it had not come to this point. You know, I I don't know if the government can meet the standard, the burden of proof beyond reasonable doubt uh, for criminal charges, but the American people deserve to know uh, that President Trump. Uh, and his advisors, uh didn't just ask me to pause, they asked me to reject votes, return votes, essentially to overturn the election uh, and to keep faith with the oath that I made to the American people and to Almighty God. Uh, I rejected that out of hand and I did my duty that day.
0: And it looks like you're still doing your duty today because colonizer Pence is making the most of his refusal to participate in Tangerine Palpatine's failed regime change. Mike, I Literally Married a Karen Pence is selling merch that says Too Honest after it was revealed in the third indictment that Jabba the Gut said those words to melatonin Liz Pence during a conversation about overthrowing the government on January 6th. But the Stepford Veep turned pathetic hopeful for the Republican Party's next presidential candidate is speaking out only now that the third indictment is available for everyone to read because he thinks it gives him an advantage with Republican voters. The same people who voted for the presidents twice and made up a song about how they wanted to hang Mike Pence. I get it. It's awkward to go to a murderous mob of angry white people who erect a gallows at the Capitol just in case you were found and say, vote for me for president. But hey, here we are. Meanwhile, the maggot morons over at Fox never was a news channel who have no problem showing their entire ass nightly on cable television had this to say about the indictment. Roll tape.
3: Criminalizing thoughts and it's criminalizing speech. You have every right to think an election might be rigged or fixed. But the actual charges you can't take seriously. Their feelings masquerading as facts, their opinions trying to be passed off as crimes. It's garbage dressed up with a legal thesaurus.
1: He has a First Amendment right to say the election was stolen. He can say that all over the country, he can say it all over TV.
2: First point, they said the defendant impaired the federal government from functioning. Isn't that literally the Republican Party platform (laughs) to, to reduce the ability of the federal government from functioning?
0: Oh, leave it to Jesse the brown toilet waters to say the obvious part straight into a microphone. And while we've all known for quite some time the GOP's only purpose is to take down the U.S. government... We didn't know it for a fact until January 6, 2021. That's what's so special about Jack Smith's indictment of Clown Ligula for his role in the first ever insurrection of our U.S. Capitol. It's about what Dolt 45 did, not what he said, that's got him facing federal prison for the rest of his miserably bronzed life.
3: If he had been charged with what he said at the Ellipse on the morning of January 6th, I think this would be a different case. The prosecutors have made it crystal clear here he is not being charged for his speech. He is being charged for the means that he used to try to subvert the will of the people by putting forth fraudulent slates of electors and therefore defrauding the U.S. government. The issue here, though, is there is a whole bunch of evidence, and this is just in the indictment. This isn't everything they have. In the indictment, they lay out, chapter and verse all of the times that Mr. Trump was told by everyone and their mother that the election fraud claims were bogus and that he had lost and that he was aware of it and that he had acknowledged it.
0: Honestly, I totally expect Fox, alternative media pundits, and every Republican politician to bet on the notion that no one is actually going to read any of the indictments against Eric Stadd probably because they know their voter base can't read very good. That's why I highly recommend everyone else read Jack Smith's Indictment Trilogy. Since we've got a few weeks of summer left, what are you going to do? But if you don't have the time, here is Jack Smith with the Cliff Notes version.
3: The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021 was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. It was fueled lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government the nation's process of collecting counting and certifying the results of the presidential election. Since the attack on our Capitol, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment And our investigation of other individuals continues.
0: All right, so good news. This trilogy is going to expand into a universe. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited. So now that we've got all of that out of the way, let's take a look at Mayor McTreason's Merry Band of Co-Conspirators. There are six, to be exact.
2: The indictment against Trump also mentions six unindicted co conspirators. Rudy Giuliani is listed as an attorney who was willing to spread knowingly false claims. John Eastman, the second co conspirator listed, is an attorney who tried to obstruct the election from being certified. Another attorney, Sidney Powell, was able to be identified because to Trump, her ideas of touting election fraud and election machines sounded crazy. Jeffrey Clark is described as a DOG official who attempted to use the Justice Department to open sham election crime investigations and influence state legislatures with knowingly false claims of election fraud. The fifth co-conspirator is listed as trying to obstruct the certification proceeding by using fake electors to overturn the election. This aligns with attorney Kenneth Cheesebro, who advised Trump and his allies. The last co-conspirator is named as a political consultant and for the same reason, for trying to use fake electors to overturn the election. They are
0: still unidentified. Oh, someone's going to get it. And I think the most melty vampire and soon to be former attorney at law, Mr. Rudy Giuliani, who recently admitted he was lying about the 2020 election fraud that he was talking about to cover his own ass in a defamation lawsuit, is the best place to start. Roll tape. Rudy Giuliani, the one-time attorney for former U.S. President Donald
1: Trump, admitted in a court filing that he made false and defamatory statements about two Georgia election workers. Rudy Giuliani stated Tuesday night that he lied about two Georgia election workers stuffing ballots, committing election fraud.
3: In a two-page declaration, Mr. Giuliani acknowledged that he had in fact made the statements about Ms. Freeman and Ms. Moss that led to the filing of the suit and that the remarks carry meaning that is defamatory per se. He also admitted that his statements were actionable and false and that he no longer disputed the factual elements of liability
0: the election workers had raised in their suit. Oh, your God, that is a lot. And that's just one co-conspirator. Faced with a defamation lawsuit worth $90,000 so far, because the judge hasn't decided how much lying about election workers is actually worth. The cryptkeeper, Gugliani, sang like a canary, admitting the election fraud claims that he was making up were actually made up. And he did so for old WackDonald's benefit, which leads me to another co-conspirator and legal eagle for the insurrection, Mr. Jeffrey Clark. According to the indictment, Cheeto Von Dictator wanted to put Clark into the position of acting attorney general because good old Jeffrey was willing to lie to everyone about massive voter fraud in 2020 from the pulpit of the DOJ, as well as threaten swing states if they didn't decertify their election results.
1: But according to this new indictment, on January the 3rd, 2021, three days before the real insurrection by Trump supporters on Capitol Hill. A White House lawyer told Clark, who's identified in the filing as co-conspirator four, that there was no fraud in the election and that if the defendant remained in office, nonetheless, there would be riots in every major city in the United States. That's when Clark, Trump's man, his co-conspirator replied, quote, well, that's why there's an Insurrection Act. Trump's people in 2021 wanted to use the Insurrection Act to keep Donald Trump in power with violence against their fellow Americans if need be. Trump's allies basically wanted to pretend an insurrection was happening across the country so that they could rise up and squash it with military force.
0: You do know what this means, don't you? This means we were way closer to losing our Democratic Republic in 2021 than we all might have realized. See, it was part of Schittler's January 6th plan to use the Insurrection Act of 1867 to deploy the U.S. military into all major cities in the United States should any voters want to protest Fatty Krueger's takeover of our country. And let that marinate for just a moment. Now, I know it's become political hyperbole to say we almost lost our country on January 6th, but people, we almost lost our country on January 6th. The former commander in cheese had a coast to coast martial law after party planned for January 7th, and that should terrify you. You know what terrifies me? That Project 2025, I spoke about on my previous show starting to look an awful lot like these domestic terrorist plan B after failing to overthrow the U.S. government on January 6th. But in case you haven't the faintest idea what I'm talking about, here is a refresher. According to the New York Times, Trump and his allies are planning a, quote, sweeping
1: expansion of presidential power, should the former president retake the white house
3: trump and his enablers plan to quote alter the balance of power by increasing the president's authority over every part of the federal government if trump wins they plan on stacking the government with trump loyalists regardless of their personal or professional limitations
1: one thing that he's laser focused on is dismantling the so-called administrative state in order to consolidate and centralized power in the executive branch, essentially doing away with our system of checks and balances and doing away with the independence of federal government agencies. Team Trump would seek to bring independent agencies like the FCC under direct presidential control, refuse to spend congressional funds on programs he doesn't like, and remove protections for federal workers so they could more easily be replaced if they oppose Trump's agenda.
0: That's right, folks. Republicans have a backup plan to their takeover of our federal government. After failing to do a coup on live television, these Republican Jesus freaks went back to the drawing board and repurposed that scene in Alien when John Hurt started to regret eating a bowl of soup as the foundation of their evil scheme to take over this country. From the inside out, of course. Meanwhile, the Big Leibowski seems to be on a side quest to find out how much he can fuck around with Jack Smith. As a part of his condition of release after being indicted on crimes against America, King Bibby Coward was told by the judge he could not threaten, harass, or bully any witnesses or jurors, or anyone for that matter. In the courtroom, the former oath of Office said he understood those conditions and the fact that a possible jail time would be accrued if he violated those restrictions. Fast forward less than 24 hours later.
1: A single day after Trump's arraignment in the election theft case, he's now reverted right back to his tried and true tactic of levying threats against the very people seeking to prosecute him.
3: Donald Trump is threatening anybody who he says goes after him, any witness, any prosecutor, any individual who files a litigation against them, anyone who has searched their rights, anyone who opposes them, it's just a blatant threat. The post that he made, it's Donald Trump saying, if you go after me, I am coming after you.
0: Yeah, that checks out. Marilardo is quite brave when he's posting from his toilet at 3 a.m. And unlike every other time he's pulled this, I made a vague threat so you can't say I threatened you tantrum on social media. This time he's not going to be able to get away with it. Less than 24 hours after Scrooge McSchmuck asserted his fake billionaire privilege, Jack filed a motion in court
1: the special counsel's office has made a request to the judge in the uh, in the indictment of donald trump in the case against donald trump for a protective order for the documents the discovery of the documents that are required that they hand over to the defense
2: prosecutors proposed a protective order
0: citing that very truth social post they're asking the judge to stop trump from sharing sensitive documents with the public turned over by prosecutors this
2: all happened less than 24 hours after the judge directly warned him that bribing influencing or retaliating against witnesses
0: is a crime. I'll bet thought he was extra clever posting that threat on his knockoff formerly known as Twitter website but too bad for old drinks with two hands Jack Smith is prosecuting him because Jack not only filed the protective order But when the slob father's ambulance chasers responded to the judge's order for a response by Monday, no later than 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Jack responded himself faster than you can get a Domino's pizza delivered with a, uh, no, no, no. Jack petitioned the judge to dismiss Orange Lardo's request to delay the court proceedings within just 30 minutes. And guess what? The judge agreed with Jack. Which is why I agree with all 300 House Democrats who are calling for cameras in the courtroom during Jack Smith's indictment trilogy. Not only is this a chance to record history and all that jazz, but I see this as an opportunity to fact check all those courtroom drawings that we've seen so far. Yeah, they may look exaggerated, but could be accurately depicting the kindergarten craft time hilarity that is wrapped around Eric Dad's head. <laughs> Let's end the debate, people. Put cameras in the courtroom. If not for journalistic integrity's sake, then do it for Orville Redenbacher. Between the crap that's going on in the theaters right now, <laughs> and writer-slash-actor strike going on in Hollywood... The popcorn industry has really taken a hit, so do it for popcorn and justice, but mostly for popcorn. And that's all I have to say about that. New episodes of This Week Again air every Sunday. Follow the show on social media wherever you can find us, and we are available for your listening pleasure on Spotify, iHeart. Uh, Audible, basically anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And thank you so much for listening to this show to dirt for now.